Facebook, every time we open the app up or go online, it's gonna it's gonna tempt you, right, with this big flashing light. <laughs> this post is performing 99% better than all your other posts. You know, totally. give us some money and we'll <laughs> boost it further. That's all well and good, but you have to be a strategic marketer and go, is this post correctly connected to my call to action? Like we were talking about earlier, the conversion. If I put money into this, will I actually be able to track to the bottom line what I got for my money? Welcome to Social Post, a podcast brought to you by Meet Edgar. Each week, we bring you a guest to inspire your creativity, breathe new life into your marketing strategy, and get you motivated to take action in your business. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll walk away feeling like you took your social media marketing multivitamin. Enjoy the interview and remember, what's possible for them is possible for you. And we can't wait to see your success. This episode of Social Post is brought to you by Meet Edgar, the evergreen social media automation tool that will save you up to eight hours a week on your social media marketing. Now, today's guest on Social Post, Mari Smith, goes deep into the content we should create, how we should actually disperse that online, and how we should engage and advertise with our followers. And I cannot wait for you to hear her tips. Once you put these into action, if you need a social media scheduling tool to help keep your system flowing, go ahead and sign up for Meet Edgar using code SOCIALPOST upon checkout to get your first month free. And now on to the episode with Mari Smith. Welcome back to Social Post, an episode brought to you by the social media automation tool, Meet Edgar. Today, we are incredibly lucky that Mari Smith is going to be our guest. Now, if you've never heard of Mari, I don't know where you've been, but she is the queen of Facebook. Mari is considered to be one of Facebook marketing experts out there, and Forbes, as well as a lot of other publications, have really named her a powerhouse influencer when it comes to Facebook strategy. So we're going to dive in into a really fun conversation here going forward. And I'll go ahead and pass it over to Mari to introduce herself a little bit further. So Mari, go right ahead. Thank you, Megan. Well, yes, indeed. I am very, very passionate about Facebook, specifically what it can do for small and medium-sized businesses. And I know that <laughs> it can be very, very challenging on the organic side as well as the paid, but I've been very, very passionate about doing this work since 2007, coming up in my 14th year. And I just love it. I, I um, you know, travel around the world before COVID, of course, and do this all virtual and just really love to empower uh, the small and medium-sized business owner to really understand all that's possible and, and to kind of read between the lines and pull apart the features and maximize what they're doing. Oh, I love that so much. This idea of understanding what's possible for business owners online these days, because what I hear a lot is like, oh my gosh, Facebook doesn't make a difference anymore. I don't know what the algorithm's even looking for. So in your opinion, why should small business owners still be on Facebook? And do you have some tips that you can share with our community just about if you don't know what to say or when to post, how do you even get started on Facebook as a small business these days? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as of time of this interview, uh, the Q4 2020 Facebook earnings call just happened uh, recently. And so just double checking on the stats. So you're saying like, why should people even be on Facebook? It is absolutely still 14 years being number one top 
social networking platform and the stats are astounding. I mean, it's 2.6 mm-hmm. billion people using one or more of Facebook's apps every day. So that does include numbers from Instagram Messenger and WhatsApp, but even so uh, it's just, it's incredible the, you know, in the billion, once you get into the billions of people, I mean, that's marketers really and business owners have to pay attention and, and don't get mad at Facebook or mad at Zuck or get too sucked into all the political stuff and the heinous things I know that are happening that Facebook's trying their best to address. What I do is I literally, Megan, I put my blinders on and I'm like, where can I just be of service to my community? And there's two primary areas that I use on Facebook. Number one is Facebook live streaming video because Facebook for several years now has been really doubling down on their video efforts. They're determined to be this this next generation destination, you know, digital streaming TV platform right up there with Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon Prime, of course, Apple Plus TV, YouTube's one of their biggest competitors are always saying that. And um, so that's a captive audience right there when you start to use video. And if you're not comfortable being on camera and doing live, well, then use other types of video format and just upload those natively. I always say there's really no point in taking your YouTube videos and just sharing the link to Facebook because the algorithms are like, ah, biggest competitor. We won't give that that much reach. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So so really try to double down on video, but don't get caught up and thinking, oh my God, I hate myself on camera. I can't do this. What Mm. am I going to say? I literally just finished teaching a six-week course on that called Go Live with Mari Smith. I'll be doing more this year and just really helping people to get comfortable on camera and connect and communicate with their audiences. It really helps to create a level of intimacy and depth and no like and trust factor that that there's nothing other than being in person can can really create that. And then the second one is groups. And uh, Zuckerberg just did say that on the earnings call that communities, he call it communities. So he doesn't always say the word groups, but communities, because probably because they're, you know, making other products, they got the messenger rooms that can have up to 50 people. It's kind of like, you know, Facebook's answer to, to Zoom. <laughs> but um, groups now, If you create a group that's connected to your Facebook page, you end up having all these extra features and just using it for all kinds of different methods. It could be wide open public, which there's tremendous advantages to have a wide open public group. People can find you off of Facebook Mm. or you can have a private group and just use it to enhance the content that you put on your page and to go deeper and to have, it could be a user group or Q&A or support or lots of different uses for, for uh, groups. I love this idea of video building up the know, like, and trust. And I've watched a lot of your live streams and you have a presence that is just so welcoming. And I completely agree that that is the thing to do to kind of get the person behind the brand um, and that kind of human connection, socials and social media for a reason. Um, But oftentimes I feel like we get so caught up in hearing advice from experts like yourself, that it's all about building that know, like, and trust Mm -hmm. that we forget that we need to sell on Facebook as small business owners as well. So what tips do you have? for people who might be a little bit wary about selling on social media and the frequency of that, that you can actually come forth with like a call to action to purchase from you as a small business. So I love that you're bringing this up because I have a three-part evergreen formula that I teach my clients, my students, my audience, and it just simply goes like this, content plus engagement plus conversion equals results. 
Love it. Rinse, repeat. So <laughs> content is your Facebook Live, your videos, your posts, your links, your articles, your podcasts, whatever style of content you want to produce that works for you. you remember repurposing. It doesn't have to be one and done. You can repurpose all kinds of great content. Engagement. Now I have this saying that content is king. Nothing starts without content. As an engagement is queen and she mm. rules the house because I think a lot of brands, businesses, small businesses, they kind of like go, okay, I did my social, check the box, push the stuff out there. And then they forget to go back and like ask questions and respond to questions and check their app mentions and look at their DMs and, and, and stay on top of the group, of course. So you've got engagement. And and then even if it's just modest, just a tiny bit of engagement, it's fine. But the conversion, to your point right there, Megan, it is a critical component. The conversion is don't be afraid to ask for the sale. Be liberal with your CTAs, your calls to actions. I don't mind if you put a call to action in every single post, so long as you're adding some value. And so uh, absolutely, it's very, very much accepted to to not ask for the sale, but what you want to do is like help people to buy from you. Make it so obvious and simple. When I come to your Facebook page or I just see one standalone post in my feed that I know right away, ah, this company does this and they want me to do that. Um, and I start to build up, yeah, the know, like, and trust factor. Sure, you now, now I might be like a warm, a warm audience, a warm prospect. I've seen you a few times in my feed and uh, you're representing your brand, your brand values. Then it's clear like, oh, I just really love this. What do I do now? What can I buy? And so, um, yeah, absolutely. That would be my number one tip is to be very, very, get yourself comfortable with asking for the sale and directing people to where they can sign up with you. If not right away with a credit card, then at least to get into your quote unquote funnel, sign up with their email address, go into a nurture sequence and begin to understand how, you know, you can serve them. I'm a huge fan of Donald Miller and his work called Story Brand. And okay. I love how he says, don't make me burn calories in my brain, looking at your website and trying to figure out what exactly do you do and make it so clear and make the customer the hero. You're the guy, your brand, your business, you're, you're the guide on the side, helping your customer to be the hero. Oh my gosh. When you put it like that, I feel so excited to go sell now and actually yeah. put stuff out there. I love this advice. So we've talked a little bit about video and we've talked about selling a lot of the meat Ecker community are really content creators who are looking to drive traffic to things like blogs or podcasts. But oftentimes we hear from Facebook that you don't want to take people off of the Facebook platform, that their algorithm doesn't like that. Is this true? Do we not want to share links and how do we drive traffic from Facebook? If that is the case. Well, there's maybe a tiny little half a grain of salt of truth in that okay. insofar as that Facebook does prefer to keep the users on site. Nonetheless, when you share a URL, bearing in mind sidebar, the vast majority of Facebook users access the platform on their mobile devices is something mm. like 85%. So when you tap a link in a post, it doesn't leave the Facebook app right away and take you to Chrome or the Safari or wherever. It opens up in that basically browser within Facebook. 
So it, technically you're still inside oh, of Facebook. Okay. Right. So, but, and of course there's this whole other hornet's nest with iOS 14 and them giving permission to decide if we want to be tracked or not. And all at Facebook keeps throwing Apple under the bus and say, Oh, woe is us. And <laughs> but that's uh, something that I know if there's a, uh, you know, some of your community might be real hardcore advertisers. They're going to really, really understand the depths of that and everything Facebook's doing to address that. So my point is because if they, if, if you, you know, you have a link and you're taking people outside of Facebook now to your shopping page or an article or a blog, like you say, some content, then uh, if somebody has disabled the ability to be tracked using their iPhone or iPad, then you wouldn't be able to retarget them. And then also if you're doing ads, you wouldn't necessarily be able to track all the way through to the conversion. You know, I spent a dollar on this ad. Did it result in any uh, ROI? So I wouldn't worry too much about that right now. There's a lot of different measures. Um, one of the tips, if I circle back to the, the, the first tip I give there about video is that I would go heavy on video content, but include a call to action and a link mm. in your video. Now, a little Mari Ninja trick that I'll tell your listeners <laughs> is that if you go to turn your video post of uploaded, uploaded native or a, a replay of a live and uh, go into ads manager, if you're familiar with that, or you can use the boost button, go to set it up as a paid placement, not necessarily right away, give it maybe 24 hours, some organic reach. And then if you go to convert that into an ad that you can actually add a call to action button and even Facebook adds it right away, even like when it's in the, it's waiting in the approval queue. Um, even if you press the pause button and you don't end up turning it into uh, an ad or you let it get approved and then just pause it. Uh, what happens is the, the entire bottom part of the video turns into a clickable link button. No way. You're going to get more reach with your video and potentially more clicks. Oh, that's an excellent ninja tip. I love that so much. Um, so we've been talking a lot about just the main Facebook platform, but obviously Facebook owns a lot of different things these days, including Instagram. So yeah. do you think about Instagram differently than Facebook when you're doing marketing on there? What is kind of your thought process behind how those two platforms are used differently or similarly for small businesses? I really do think of them differently. I treat them differently. I mean, Instagram was a hundred percent mobile app uh, before Facebook bought them. One of the first things Facebook did when they bought them is to create a desktop version, which is nice for just kind of like maybe viewing content. Um, I also particularly like that inside of Facebook Creator Studio, they make it real easy to schedule content. You can upload your feed post, your IGTV. Um, you can do now, you can do stories on Facebook pages in Creator Studio. You can't yet do stories for Instagram in Creator Studio, but I'm sure that's coming as is the ability to hopefully schedule your stories using Creator Studio. Otherwise, there's many, many third-party apps. I don't know, does Vida Edgar do stories? We don't have a direct story Instagram integration, but it's like a push yeah. notification reminder. Yeah, you know, because that's just how, that's just how Instagram is. Yeah. So, but to that point, I saw, interestingly enough, an article go by the other day that talked about Adam Mosseri as the head of Instagram, and he realizes, whoopsie-daisy, I think we're confusing people with all the different ways of putting video on the, on the Instagram platform. You got your story videos. Now, of course, you got your real videos that started at 15 seconds, and now they're 30. You got your IGTV and you got your feed videos. So people are just really confused. 
Um, so they're going to try to streamline all that. But the people that are really quote crushing it on Instagram, they're just going all in on reels because Instagram's going all in on reels. Why? Because they're trying to catch up to TikTok. You know, they copied the stories feature from Snapchat. So my number one recommendation right now, if you can, is make good use of reels. You can always repurpose. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people even just take the landscape video that they've done on a Facebook live uh, like a stream from their desktop as opposed to a portrait stream from their phone. Either way, it doesn't matter. You can repurpose portrait video, repurpose landscape video, or you can just record straight to phone. Um, similar kind of approach in terms of content type, educational, maybe it's a little bit entertaining, that's part of your brand, helping people, tips. Uh, or it could just be, um, you know, just information about your products, your services, your brand, your culture. Good to have some people on camera now and again, if you can. Um, and then in the feed posts, uh, if you can, I do like one a day or even every every few days. And um, I, I don't know, sometimes I neglect my Instagram because I'm the kind of person that would rather post nothing than just post some kind of silly meme that was uh, not on brand for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think the big thing with Instagram and of course Clubhouse is all the rage right now. And so it, the only two apps that can connect to Clubhouse is, which is the audio only social app. Some of your listeners have probably heard of it that if you connect your Instagram and or your Twitter, you're going to actually start to see a little bit more growth in your followers and your engagement on uh, Instagram and or Twitter. So I would do that. Oh, those are excellent tips. And yeah, Clubhouse has been really interesting. I'd love to dive into your knowledge around that. I think it's cool this day and age, especially as we're all um, having to still social distance a little bit, getting to like sit in on these sort of panel discussions and reach people who we would have seen in real life conferences, perhaps. Um, and it's been a really great experience just kind of poking around. But in your opinion, as like small businesses, why should be you be on Clubhouse? Like who should be there and how should you be using it as they're starting to roll this new app out? Yeah, well, so I was initially, I only got on the first week of December, my good friend, Mike Stelzner, founder of Social Media Examiner, he just like raving about it. I'm all right, this is the next thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm the kind of, I don't, I don't buy into hype. I'm an early adopter, but I'm, I'm extremely thorough, well-researched early adopter. And I don't impart advice until I've like really been in the trenches myself. So the first few weeks, honestly, Megan, I was like, oh, my goodness, it's just a lot of noise and a lot of ego. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think this is for me. And then, like you just said, I, and it was just about a couple weeks ago, um, I was on a Saturday and I hop into a room in a topic that's really interesting to me, which is, it was about longevity, health, biohacking, health and wellness tips. And they had professional athletes, doctors, biohackers, I literally stopped what I was doing, listened in for a couple hours and took a bunch of notes. And I'm like, this is like life-changing stuff. And to your point, I mean, here I am and I'm like, I don't think I can even pay for this. There's, there isn't like an online summit or an in-person seminar post COVID that I could just go and get this kind of knowledge. And so that to me, I suddenly the light bulb came on. I'm like, okay, I really see this is going to give you unprecedented access, direct access to some key, key, 
prospects plus like partners, influencers, joint venture partners, TV deals, podcast interviews, you name it. And I literally just this morning got finished teaching one of my own classes on uh, live Facebook live streaming. And one of my students who's a, a Juilliard educated pianist, I mean, she is a wow. really Lisa Spector, her name is, and she is on Clubhouse. And she's like, I just, this will help your listeners to, to kind of see the possibilities. She's like, really, really trying. She does her concertos on Facebook live stream and the AI keeps muting the music because they say she's you know, like violating copyright and she's tried and tried and tried. And she's like, okay, I just have to go and pivot and just, she puts her videos on YouTube and they seem to do better there. But with Clubhouse, to just kind of tie all this up together, she says that she's looking for like classical musicians that are also entrepreneurs. Like they've made mm. a business around being a classical musician. And she's all excited and telling me that she's gotten her first podcast interview. She only has like a very small number of followers, but as a result of having that immediate direct access. So it's gonna take a little bit of time to figure it all out. I truly, truly encourage everybody to not buy into the FOMO, right? Don't get all tweaked about the FOMO if you're on an Android or else you're just busy and you don't have time for it. There's plenty of time. This app is so well funded. They don't need to make money for five years. So I've heard and uh, they're already a billion dollar valuation. So they are here for the long haul. And at minimum, I would suggest that your users and your listeners, uh, if they can to get in there and secure their username. Yeah, this is really nice balanced advice from you. I completely agree. Like focus on the network that's bringing you the most revenue and stuff right now. And if you have the time, explore it, but don't feel like you're missing out on all of these prospects. That is a really nice breath of fresh air hearing that. Um, So we've talked a lot about all of these different organic strategies that marketers can get their message and mission out. And I'd love just to wrap up our conversation with your thoughts upon paid advertising. I know our community gets confused about like boost posts versus making ads for conversion and how much money to put behind something. Do you have any sort of guidelines or stuff that you can offer small business owners um, who don't have a strategy in place uh, for how they're advertising with money these days on Facebook um, and what you think would be a pretty effective place to start? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I usually say, you know, actually, this is directly from Facebook quite some time ago. I remember talking to one of the ad reps that you want to take whatever budget that you feel that you can afford is a hundred dollars, a thousand, five thousand, whatever the the amount is, that you only take 10% of that for the boost button. The other 90% should really be put inside of the ads manager. And if you don't Mm -hmm. know ads manager, you're not familiar with it, don't know how to use it, get some help, work with a professional, use an agency, um, search around, get recommendations, referrals. You know, sometimes you get one that's maybe not a match, but it's your money. You want to make sure that they're going to be investing it wisely. However, the thing is, Facebook, every time we open the app up or go online, it's going to, it's going to tempt you, right? With this big flashing light, this post is performing 99% better than all your other posts, you know, give us some money and we'll boost it further. (laughs) That's all well and good, but you have to be a strategic marketer and go, is this post correctly connected to my call to action, like we were talking about earlier, the conversion. If I put money into this, will I actually be able to track to the bottom line what I got for my money? And there, there is a process because you got your top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. Maybe part of the process, like what I would do, I'll take a Facebook Live, I do my broadcast, 
wait maybe 24 hours, it's doing really well, um, then I will put a small amount of money on it, $50, a couple of hundred, something like that, just to expand the views. Now I've gotten this wider audience who've seen the message, and then I will go back and do some retargeting to capture those folks that saw the first video, and now we can retarget with a different piece of content. Um, but you know, even that, I just think if you have, let's say you have a lead magnet, you just have a really nice, dedicated, clear, clean, very simple and obvious uh, lead magnet, a PDF, a download, a video, an audio, whatever it might be, the beginning of a course, and you simply make an ad for that. You, it doesn't even have to be a main post that you boost. You're going to go into Ads Manager and do a traffic ad and just drive ideally semi-warm people, not always necessarily cold, but warm being people who are in your email list. Of course, they're on there already. And I always say to people, uh, they're like, oh, Mari, why would I upload my email list to Facebook if they're already on my email list? And I say, hmm, I get a 100% email open rate, said nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, no, true. if you get 18, 19, 20%, you get anything more than 20% email open rate, you're doing awesome. Uh, but nobody gets hundred percent. So that's reason to upload your email list and do a little bit of uh, retargeting with a warm audience, warm them back up, make sure they're opening and engaging with your emails and then, and then nurture them and drive them through to an offer. But that's the main, I mean, to summarize the main key points and advice there on the paid side is just to really, really be strategic. This is not a slot machine. This isn't, a, Facebook would have you think it's just this gamble. You throw money in there. I mean, on this kind of the beginning end of things, let's just boost this and see what happens and Facebook will take care of it. No, no, you think like a strategic marketer and you take care of every dollar that you have. <laughs> Make sure that you're getting a return, you know, and it's gotten more challenging. It really has. And gosh, darn, you know, every time I turn around, somebody's telling me that, Facebook shut down their ad account or they've had a Ugh. challenge with this ad didn't get approved and it's all run by AI. It's, um, you know, but folks can come over to my Facebook page and watch some of my lives. I'm always deciphering and helping marketers understand, you know, what are all the ins and outs of what's happening on the paid side and the organic side. Yeah, absolutely. Your live streams are so informative and I will put that link you guys in the show notes. So definitely hop on over to her page, Mari. This has been incredibly useful for our community. I myself have learned a lot and can't wait to take action on it. And just to end out here, just share where people can connect with you further. And if there's any other questions you think I should have asked you to help small business owners see success on Facebook. Um, well, I guess maybe just one quick thing I'm going to add in there is about the messaging side of thing. Maybe the commerce, those were things that Zuckerberg was saying they're really, mm. really doubling down on. If anybody here has physical products that you sell, you've got your Facebook shop, which is also now on Instagram and then soon will be on WhatsApp. So even okay. if you're in America, you're in the US and you only have a US audience, that's fine. But if you're outside the US and you have customers and prospects outside the US, you'll be able to reach them possibly easier through you know, selling on WhatsApp, that's all coming, just make a, you know, mental note of that. And then uh, on the messaging side too, when, when Zuckerberg talks about messaging, it's really Facebook Messenger, Instagram Direct, and WhatsApp. So again, just keeping our eye on all that's happening there in terms of being able to engage with your audience from the business side through the app of their choice. 
Um, but yeah, exciting things, folks. Come on over to my Facebook page. I'm at Mari Smith pretty much everywhere. I'm Clubhouse on Instagram. I'm Instagram. I'm Mari underscore Smith. You'll find me Twitter, Facebook, and it's also marismith.com. And as I like to say, Megan, just Google me. <laughs> Love it. So thank you so much for your time. You guys subscribe to social post for a new episode from a marketing expert every Wednesday. And Mari, thank you so much for your generosity and knowledge today. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for tuning in and be sure to keep the conversation going with us on social. We're at meet Edgar on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So let us know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. And don't forget to tag us. Visit www.meetedgar.com and start a free trial to up-level your social media marketing strategy today. Happy posting.